What's up, Sacramento soccer fans, and welcome to the number one soccer-specific podcast in Sacramento, the Sacktown SC Podcast, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. Raise your game and check them out at roughneckscarves.com. Today, I am joined as usual by my co-host Luis and a new voice to the podcast, Michael. How are you boys doing this uh, this day and anything new? Uh, yeah, well, first of all, you know, welcome to the podcast, Michael. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm doing pretty good. Um, Really excited here for the the upcoming days because, you know, we're supposed to get better weather down here in Modesto. Supposed to be mid 70s, hopefully, unless that that changes too. So yeah, you know, perfect weather to go out to the backyard and play some soccer. I feel pretty good. Uh, A little lazy today. I was been trying that whole quarantine new workout thing that lasted about two days uh, got up about two hours later than normal today and just sat around the house awful feeling real guilty about it but other than that it's been great the weather's beautiful so today we are joined via the mikuni dreamline by an original member of the republic who actually spent three years with the club earning 89 caps two goals and a championship thanks and parts on assist that he provided we welcome number 20 james Kiffy to the program james how are you doing today? Hey, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I'm doing doing great. Excited to be here. So, James, uh, you grew up a SoCal boy. Uh, what attracted you to the game at a young age down there in SoCal? Um, I mean, soccer's soccer's big here. Um, I think you know, I well, like a lot of kids. I played a lot of sports. I played basketball, soccer, baseball, soccer. I think there was always kind of. Um, even at an early age, I think there was, there was room to be kind of creative. And uh, at least like at the early ages, uh, before it gets serious, I think, you know, there's not a lot of coaching and structure. And I think that kind of suited me. What's up, Sacramento soccer fans? And welcome to... Even basketball, where you kind of just stand around and do as you're told. Soccer is a little more free-flowing, I guess. Definitely more active. That's awesome. Uh, US, UCSB, you played on a pretty talented squad there. We're in the Big West, the NCAA tournament. Uh, what was it like being on that team playing for Tim Vaughn, Steve? Uh, it was exciting. Um, so I, I walked on. I, they kind of knew who I was because I, I grew up here. Um, but I, I went and did a year at City College and then uh, walked on. Um, it, you know, it was, it was a great preparation for, um, for playing at the next level, especially playing in Sacramento because back then, I, I don't think it's quite the same now, but back then, you know, we were playing in front of 10,000 for a lot of our games, um, including, I think, I think UCLA, we played in front of 17,000. Um, it was the biggest college crowd at the time, but I mean, it's a, it's a great preparation because not all Division One schools are getting those kind of crowds. So uh, I, you, you can't beat that. And being on the beach as well, it's pretty exciting. So uh, 2012 came around and you got drafted by the Quakes, but, you know, you're never able to really, you know, catch up with them. What was the ankle injury, the reason for that? Uh, yeah, so I, by the time I was finished with, uh, with college, I was pretty beat up. I, I was playing fusion during the, um, during the off seasons for college. So I never was really getting a break and I kind of just, I, I played through injuries and, you know, for a lot of young players, this is this is a mistake that you'll you'll learn from. But at a certain point, the stuff catches up with you. And uh, by the time I got to the Quakes, my body was just kind of done. Um, so 
uh, I mean, I had, I had a good preseason preseason and I was close. It was just, it, it wasn't the right place to go for me, uh, to begin with. I wanted to stay in California. Um, when really I should have gone to sporting Kansas city where they actually needed a left back. Um, I didn't get the best advice on that, but still, you know, it's a, it's a tough thing. Um, and so I ended up, you know, trying to play for a couple other USL teams. Um, but I ended up doing like two and a half years of physical therapy to get back to playing because my body was just done. That's interesting. We talked to uh, one of your former teammates, Christian Isley. He had kind of the same uh, story with his body just breaking down at one point. And that, that time he knew it was done. Now he's doing F3 training out in Orlando. So he, uh, it's kind of similar and he just, he read his body. So you were playing with uh, fusion Ventura County. You had a teammate named Jesse Zardes, who is, uh, you know, a, a U.S. national team player. He's in the pool. What was it like going up against him in training, and who would get the better of who during that time? Yeah, um, yeah. Funny thing, honestly, I don't remember ever training against him. Uh, Fusion Fusion's one of those weird things where you train twice a week, uh, and then and you play games, and the. You know, Giassi was playing in um he played for Bakersfield in college, so he was he was driving pretty far. So I don't think the UCSB guys would come to a lot of practices or a lot more. Um, but I don't remember the Bakersfield or UCLA guys really coming to practice. Um, but I my my favorite Giassi moment, and I I love the guy. I haven't spoken to him in a long time, but he's just a super cool guy, super, super nice guy. Um, but I, I remember getting an assist, uh, to Giassi where I passed, I passed the ball to him from like, it was like a two or three foot pass. And, uh, and he just turns around and shoots from like 35 yards out with his left foot. And the thing just goes like straight up or 90. <laughs> and they, they announced that I, that I got the assist on him. I'm just like, how do you give an assist on this <laughs> from 35 yards uh, out? Well, I just, I, I didn't do anything and they gave me an assist for it. It was pretty funny, but, yeah, um, step pad, step pad. Yeah, absolutely. But <laughs> don't yeah, question yeah. it. Just, just take the stat <laughs> move back. <laughs> so, uh, uh, being from SoCal, spending so much time there playing in the region, why, why Sacramento? Why'd you decide that's where you were going to go? Um, so, after doing all the physical therapy and all that, I, um, I ended up back playing fusion. I actually, I think that was, yeah, 2000, 2013. I was playing fusion. My, my feet had kind of given out and uh, I'd kind of given up on playing. And so I was like, ah, screw it. I'll just, I'll go play on, on my feet, even though it hurts and you know, whatever. And uh, I re-enrolled at UCSB. So I was going to go back to school. And there's been kind of a never-ending attempt at me finishing school. Every time I try and finish school, I something good happens in the soccer world. And um, so after that, that uh, the playoffs for PDL, um, I got a call from Oklahoma City, and uh, the coach at the time was Jimmy Nielsen, and he was like, "Hey, I really like how you play, whatever," and uh, invited me to come out. So I was getting all my flight stuff set up to to go out and and hopefully sign with them but it was just a trial and um and then graham the gm at the time graham smith um 
then he called me and he he's like, hey, we want you to come to SAC. And, you know, he had been kind of my agent before and hadn't brought me in at SAC. And so I was, I was a little hesitant to go because he had the chance and I'm petty. Um, and finally, I just decided, you know, I'd rather be in California. But I will say this, my, my girlfriend from high school went to Sac State and she hated Sacramento. And so that did, that did play a little part. Uh, she thought it was like, and, and coming from Santa Barbara, everywhere is going to be a little different. But she th- she just ha- had this view of it like Sacramento was the most ghetto place in the world, and so I I go there with these really low expectations and just you know I just love Sacramento. It's hard not to man. We're 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 a pretty good city, man. Unbelievable city. I I grew up here. I moved away and I I came back. So that tells you a lot. And I moved down to the Bay where I was loving life, but when you have three kids, you you got to move back where there's help. Yeah, Sacramento is a, a really cool family city. Yep. Um, I think it's a, it's a great place to, to raise kids. And I think uh, for kids, it's great growing up with, uh, with as much diversity as there is in Sacramento. So, you know, you spent three years with the Republic. And, of course, you know, you were a part of that, you know, first-year championship team. But aside from winning that championship, uh, what was your favorite memory with the team? Uh, you know, winning the championship was cool, but I wasn't, I never felt like, um, it was fully my championship just because I, I came in late that year. And I think, you know, it, uh, it didn't mean as much to me as it did to the players that year, because I think, you know, that was, that was a crazy year for the guys and they, um, you know, there was a lot of ups and downs. Um, you know, Preki is a very difficult coach to play for. Uh, and, and so I think those guys went through a lot to get to where they were. When I, when I came into that team, that team was already, if you guys remember that team was already just like, it was moving. That was the easiest it's ever been for me to just walk onto the field and feel like you were going to win. Um, which is how good teams should be is you should walk on the field and you should just expect the system and your teammates to do all the work for you. Kind of. You know, you, you play your part, but um, but that was easy at that point. I, I didn't do a lot of the heavy lifting on that team. Um, I don't know. It's it, it's hard to pick out a pick out a favorite memory. You know, the 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 playoff runs that we had the year the years after uh, and falling short. Um, the, I was not happy about that, and I really how how things went in playoffs um, was a big part of why I, why I left. So uh, I, I, it's hard to think of a favorite memory because that the playoff losses kind of um, that's what really like sticks with me. Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, I totally get it. Um, it's hard, right? You, you finish first, you end up losing the quarterfinal. You, you have all these expectations when you finish first, right? Think about all the teams in MLS who've won supporter shields and lost in the first round. So you, you kind of have that 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 sediment, right? Where it's like this was the biggest letdown. And at times, it's for mo- many of you guys, for many of the players, it's it's a career, right? It's like a big letdown. So I totally understand that, like that that sentiment. So when not playing in Sacramento or when when you'd have downtime, 
what would you be doing? Um, I, I'd come back to Santa Barbara. I, I surf a lot. Um, so I mean, even when I was, when I was in season, I was, I was surfing in, uh, San Francisco maybe once or twice every, uh, every week. Um, but yeah, I come back, I train at a place in Santa Barbara called P3, um, which is a really high end gym that, uh, a USL soccer player could not afford to work out at. Um, but I, I met the owner a long time ago and they've become very successful since I met him. And so he's always been super cool about getting me in to work out with them. Um, so I, I spent a lot of time in there working out with, you know, a lot of, um, baseball season runs parallel with soccer. And so mostly baseball guys, every once in a while, I'll see some big time NBA guys, but I, I think they had Zion in there, um, right before I came back. Um, so basically that's it. it surfing a lot, hanging with family. And, um, I do a lot of Mexico trips too. I like to surf down there, but, um, yeah, it, it's hard being a soccer player and a surfer because coming back into preseason when you've been surfing all off season, you're, you're not really in soccer shape. You end up being a little bit top heavy. So favorite, uh, favorite spot in Mexico to surf. Um, I surf in, in Rosarito a lot. Um, so I like to surf, uh, Baja Malibu. Okay. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you keep up with any teammates from the Republic still, or is that kind of done? Um, Tavo, uh, Tavo Guzman, I'm pretty close with. We lived together for a couple of years. Um, and he was my, uh, he was my fishing buddy in SAC too. Um, in touch with him, uh, Tyler, I lived with as well and we're in touch. Um, if you guys haven't gotten a chance to talk to Tyler, I highly recommend it. He's a, he's a very funny guy. Uh, I stay in touch with Dom, um, Matt LaGrasse. I'm, I'm close with Matt and his family. Um, I played fusion with him. Uh, so we've kind of, you know, we've known each other a long time, but he is, he, he's a very good friend of mine. A couple others. Um, uh, Elliot Horton, I stay in touch. Um, he, he reaches out to me for advice on stuff a decent amount. I don't know why he reaches out to me because I'm, I don't make the best decisions in soccer, but, uh, yeah, we, we talk a bit. Um, yeah, that's kind of it. I mean, honestly, a lot of people have, have uh, from that original team have stopped playing. I know Justin Braun stopped playing. Mickey stopped. Um, but I, I've been pretty lucky with uh, with teammates. It, it takes a while of being in the pros to realize uh, when you have good teammates. So, you know, uh, a lot of supporters were upset, you know, when, when you left uh, Sacramento too. And uh, what would you say was the hardest thing knowing that you know, you weren't going to be coming back. I mean, it's, I think it's always hard making a change. Um, I was trying to not come back to Sacramento every year um, because I, I was trying to get to the next level and, and uh, I felt I deserved a chance in the MLS. And so I, <clears throat> I held out every single off season trying to go somewhere else. Um, and then, you know, for for a number of reasons and especially having terrible agents which there's a lot of terrible agents in the working in the usl uh i never really got any opportunities and i got really bad advice so i mean it's 
it's part of it. it you know, I, I love playing for Sacramento. I think the fans and, and the people I met in Sacramento, um, just incredible people and um, really thankful to have have even gotten the opportunity to play there. But I think it's like choosing to play at Sacramento every year would be a little bit too complacent for me. I, I wanted more. Um, of course, I've just continued to play in the USL. Um, but as far as USL goes, um, Sacramento, you know, the number one place for me to be. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I think the, the fans that know me know, uh, know where my heart is and know what I wanted. So you left Sacramento and had brief spells until you joined El Paso and you, that was your second longest spell was with them. What was that experience like, uh, being in El Paso? El Paso was awesome. Uh, Mark, the, the head coach, um, he's he's my favorite coach i've played for at the pro level um just i think at the at this level it's hard to find someone who's not i don't know i don't know what it is about coaches at this level or even at the college level but it's hard to find someone that you really like it's one thing to be able to play for a coach it's another thing to want to win for a coach um and i think you know, I, I haven't had that in a long time where I really wanted to win for for someone. It wasn't always easy, and it took some time. Um, but and again, El Paso is a really cool place too. Um, great people. There's, I think, there's some similarities between Sacramento and, and El Paso. Um, very kind of tight knit community. Um, yeah, it, it was a good experience. I after a couple of really poor choices in, uh, in teams, I'm, I'm lucky. I, my agent did, did something right on that one. So that was a cool opportunity. So James, uh, how are you staying ready during this time? You know, just in case, you know, that call comes in from a club needing a defender. Well, I have, at least I did have, uh, I haven't talked to my agent in a while. I had some options before this whole thing happened. Um, it's not like I, I was, dying to to find a team you know as you get a little older you start to um you start to look at contracts that they're offering and you you know when you're younger you're like pro contract that's so cool and then you start to look at offers and you're like wow like it's cool that i can go play at this place but do i really want to make this much money still um so i'm just a little more selective and i you know i i passed up so much money um, for opportunity that now I'm not going to go play unless the money is right. Um, so I'll, I'll see, you know, as things go, I, I had one interesting offer that I just, I don't know with, with the COVID stuff, I, I don't know how this is going to affect things. Um, it, it could be the end of my career. I, I, could have more interest. I, I was kind of waiting to see what would happen for a couple games because I there's a couple teams that I wanted to go to that I felt like I was going to get a call from um, if game if things went the way they were going. Um, and as far as uh, preparation, um, I I always stay in in decent shape. I'm not really one to sit around, um, but I'm I'm running plenty. I'm I'm working out. Um, 
I'm actually experimenting with not using a gym at all and just doing body weight stuff and I feel great. So we'll see. If you got a, a call from like a team internationally, where, where would you want to play? I don't know. Um, that's hard because I'm, I'm in a relationship now and I think playing overseas would me and I'd be single. But honestly, I, I don't really care about location. I think um, I'd really like that opportunity to play at a higher level than the USL. Um, and I, I think I'm good enough to play at a much higher level. Um, so I, I, I'd take an opportunity to go play anywhere at a higher level um, because I, I feel that I have more to prove. So um, my agent had a potential thing in sweden maybe and it was a pretty high level and i don't know whatever happened with that but it, it'd be hard for me to not um take up something like that i mean that's like that's i hope that's why players are playing at this level is because they want to play at the higher, higher level um i don't think anyone wants to sit around and play in the usl forever oh yeah definitely i mean any player should should have that aspiration to, you know, want to keep going up and, you know, better their career, I guess, as, as with any profession too. So, yeah. All right, man. So we have, we have some rapid fire questions for you. Um, you can pass on two of them. So far, the record is uh, California storm, Sabrina Williamson. She has not, uh, she did not pass on any of the questions. And so we will, uh, we're going to throw some of these questions at you. You can pass um, or you can go through uh, and we will, uh, we'll start now. F fan of practice or let's get to a game already. I love training. As long as it's like, it's actually playing like, you know, something that Mark figured out about me pretty early. If you don't let me play, like actually play soccer, then I'll hate it. But as long as we get to play and express ourselves, then I'm all about it. Uh, kiss the crest, Reno or Sacramento? Oh God, um, Sacramento. And I, I would shit on I would shit on Reno's crest. They pissed me off. Danny Danny Troy, who's our other co-host, will love that answer. The teammate who overachieved and underachieved. So you have two teammates: the one that overachieved and the one that underachieved that you had in Sacramento. I think underachieved. I'd say I'd say Tavo. Uh, Tavo Guzman, I think, um, I think he, I think he could play at a very high level. It's just, you know, he, he made one mistake going and playing for Precky a second time overachieved. I'm going to go with Justin Braun. I, I love the guy. And I think it, it's not an insult. It's just with what he had, like he, he achieved what he did because he was such a hard worker. So I'm going to try and spin that into a positive. Oh, it is. He had a, he had a motor man, uh, and he would work hard every day in, in training and, and it just collaborated with game time. So I get yeah. it. What city does not deserve a team? Reno. Well, another, another one Danny's going to love. <laughs> they pissed, a lot of they our pissed, followers they, are going to love that. Oh, they pissed me off, man. They really pissed me off. Yeah. It's, it's those are actually his exact words too. So yeah, he's, <laughs> he's going to love that. <laughs> You know, I, I get a lot of calls from players because I try and be available to young players. And, you know, with with little stuff from telling young players, don't sign option contracts on, on shitty first-year deals. Um, and 
And that's, I just tell people don't go to Reno. Um, the money is really bad. Um, they, they kind of screwed me over with some stuff, which I, I won't get into the details of, but the, you can do things right and you can do them wrong. And they just, they really sucked. But I, I do like Ian as a coach though. He's a good guy. Probably too Worst good for roommate me. and why? I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Augie Cazares. Cause he would, he would, I just remember him. It was the first year and he would just slam cabinets. Uh, and then I remember when, when I came back to Santa Barbara and I stored some of my, some of my stuff and I called Sharon when I was coming back and I was like, Hey Sharon, where's my, uh, where's my couch? And she's like, Oh, I thought you gave it to Augie. And, uh, Augie had, Augie had just moved it into his room, <laughs> even though we weren't living together that year. <laughs> so Augie for sure. <laughs> What person, celebrity or other soccer player, would you say is your doppelganger? Someone told me I look like, um, I don't even know the guy's full name, something Connick. Harry Connick? Uh, yeah. Someone right. said I look like him. I don't think I look anything <laughs> like him. Okay. Um, but I have this idea that I'm good looking and people have been arguing that. So I don't know. Maybe it's true. But right, that's the only one I've heard though. Okay. Best night out with a teammate story. Best night out with a teammate. Um, I think any night out with Dom is is maybe not like the best night, but maybe the best story. I had a pretty fun night out <laughs> out in Reno with with Dom when he. Uh, I think he was playing with Sack again, and uh, I don't know. I don't remember where where. He was at Reno at one point. I was at Sac, vice versa. I don't know, uh, but we had a fun night where we ended up out with uh, with Bob Lagrassa, Matt Lagrassa's dad. <laughs> we just we had a pretty ridiculous night that uh, I can't say any of what happened, but it was pretty fun. It was a good night out. You guys had yeah, you guys had some fun. Any any night with Dom will be a fun night out. The one player who should call you daddy, the one you just <laughs> utterly dominated. I'd say. Not necessarily for that reason. I'd say Tavo, um, just just because I am his daddy. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably Tavo. It's more of an off the field thing. You'll have to ask him about it. Fair enough. You'll have to you'll have to get us set up so we can talk to him about this. Hey, anytime. Sweet. Um, I I tell him where to be and all that. So nice. <laughs> the, the, the daddy rule comes in. All right. Uh, so you you got you got beat at twenty two. Can you uh, enlighten us on uh, the two the two uh, females that devoured you in that um i'm just gonna let sharon have her moment moment it's <laughs> it's it's her one moment of many i think she's leaving out a lot of details but i'm just gonna let her have it she deserves it fair she's the, she besides sharon who was the other one i think in that one it was my sister okay um and and that just shows how important sharon is you know, she's, she's very close with my sister and my family as well. She's, she's just a, a very good friend. She's, she's family to me. She's podcast mom, man. She, she takes care of us. And I actually texted her this morning. I'm like, I need an embarrassing <clears throat> story for James. And I, I think I got like 10 or 12 like things. She was like, Oh, ask this, ask that <laughs> like favorite, yeah. favorite coffee drink or favorite go-to uh, morning drink. <clears throat> yeah. It's, yeah, it's funny. We we spent a lot of time uh, going to Pete's. That Pete's on. Um, oh man, it's been so long since I've been to Sac. I can't even remember the street name. There, there's a Pete's in Elk Grove. 
the one right next to Nothing But Cakes. And uh, oh man, we were there all the time. Awesome. Yeah. So the, uh, there's a question that you know we ask uh, most of the people that we have on too. But imagine uh, you on a team and you have an unlimited transfer budget. What four players, past or present, do you build your team around? I'd take Zidane. I'd take Dennis Bergkamp. I'd take uh, Iniesta. Ooh, that's hard. I, I, I guess I'd have to take Messi as well, but a little conflicted on that one. But those, I think those four are for me. All right, last call. Uh, we got a quick, quick hitter of four questions here. Um, so we've asked you a little bit about Sharon. You told her she's family, but why is podcast mom the best why is podcast mom the best um i think she because she really kind of sees herself as a mom to a lot of the players um i think in a in the sports world where things are a little bit ruthless i think it's a it's a nice contrast to have someone who's um you know, the kind of person that you can call, it, it's the kind of thing you don't appreciate when you go to some other clubs um, where you show up in an apartment and it's just like, it's like empty and it's supposed to be furnished. And, you know, just Sharon just went above and beyond for all the players all the time. I could have called Sharon right before a game and told her I forgot my shin guards and she'd, she'd probably have a pair. Um, but it it's not just that she, she's, she's, willing to do it she's like she's like ready for it you know who else you guys should have on the show by the way is uh is katie katie norton uh yeah she's joining us uh probably next week okay yeah no we uh um, I, I actually she her and i have been uh <clears throat> been messaging. she's uh she's ready yeah because she she's another one her and luke are two of like two of the very important people to that club that just like i you know, I didn't, while I was at Sacramento, I didn't miss a single game to injury after my history of not being able to stay healthy for a game. Um, and a lot of that's because I spent every day with Katie and Luke. Um, so behind, behind the scenes, they're kind of what makes that team function. Good to know. Good and to know. two more people who go above and beyond all the time. Good to know. We, we, that's part of the community idea and the aspect. So that would be a, that would be a good conversation. Yeah. So, you know, we, we talk about it pretty much uh, in all of our pods too, but you know, the community is a big part for the Republic too. Like they do, you know, so many things for the community, but what <clears throat> role and impact did the community have on, on you as a person and a player? You know, I, I kind of regret my, my first years under Precky. I think I kind of stayed indoors a little bit and and didn't really get involved with the community as much as I should have um but my my second two years I got to spend a lot more time in the community and you know uh coaching at the youth level and stuff like that um I and especially coaching for me that kind of it helped me to leave practice and as a player that's kind of constantly frustrated, I, I spent a little bit too much time at Sacramento being frustrated because um, things weren't the way I wanted them to be. Um, but it was always nice to go in and work with kids and kind of um, remember why I was playing to begin with. Um, kind of takes you back to your roots and, and why you love soccer to begin with. Because as it becomes a business, um, 
you know, the, the passion can kind of be taken out of it. Um, I was, I was always a little bit of a romantic about, uh, soccer. It was never really about money. It was just, it was about playing professionally and just getting that opportunity. So it, it was nice to be back in the, the community and also just to see like, you know, how big Sac Republic was to some people. So I was a little shocked that it took so long for MLS to happen. Sacramento just seems like it's been ready for it for so long. Well, it's crazy because you guys, I think the expectations for the Republic are higher than <clears> that of the Kings <throat> at times, but it's so, it's not talked about as much on, on the sports radio. It's like fans and players have this expectation of what is supposed to happen, but it's often neglected by mainstream media here in Sacramento that they forget that we have a USL team. It seems at times. Well, I don't think there's any expectation for the Kings because they're just, they're losers. Like they're consistently losers. Um, you refer to that as non-winners in the world of Everton. Non-winners. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I like optimists, but for me, it's like winning is a winning is a top down thing. And I think, you know, the, I don't follow the Kings that closely. I'll, I do follow the NBA closely. Um, I probably don't follow the Kings because they just, they don't know how to win. Um, but that's a, it's a top down thing, uh, creating a winning culture. Um, and, and the one thing that I will kind of toot my horn on is that in my, in all my years of playing at a higher level, uh, I never missed the playoffs. Um, the only time, the only team that didn't make the playoffs is Charlotte. I only played four games for them, but I didn't lose a game with them. Um, and the same reason that I had problems in Charlotte and I got dropped is because I wasn't okay with how things were being done. Um, and I think only certain organizations are losing is something you have to be complicit in. Um, and, and I don't know, I don't know if it's because Sacramento won the first year out of the USL, but there, there's definitely an expectation that they're going to be winners. I, I really don't know where that comes from other than the first year. I think the bar was set pretty high, but you know, you, you got to give Preki some credit because as, as much as like him and I don't see eye to eye and I, I wouldn't play for him again. Um, he created something very exciting. I don't think you're the only person who, who has had an issue with Preki. You think about his stops after Sacramento, even before Sacramento. I mean, Chivas, he was, he was fine. Toronto wasn't a uh, long stay. He can build he – can, he's a good manager. He's like Josie Mourinho of uh, USL and, and MLS where he can come in for a year or two and do some great things. But after that, he loses the attention of his veterans. He, it's interesting because, you know, Roro, uh, Rodrigo Lopez, he, he dropped Roro from, um, I think from, from Chivas. Mm-hmm. He, uh, Preki wants a certain kind of player for his system, but his system never would have worked without Roro. Um, Preki, Preki didn't, didn't like my game. 
he wanted he wanted me to play a very cookie cutter role that wasn't me um and so he he played augie Cazares over me um multiple times the second the second season every time he he didn't play me we lost but he he just he had his ways um that being said as much as i didn't like playing for Precky, i trust the guy he like he he has issues as a coach um i think there are things that he can learn from and i think he has the potential to be an unbelievable coach but and the last thing i'll say on it i got dropped in a game where i got an assist on the first goal and he blamed me on the second one this is against orange county i think 2015 he dropped me at halftime and i went from starting that game he dropped me at halftime i didn't travel the next game he didn't say a word to me like i i had to go and ask the assistant coach like what was going on just didn't like going from starting to not rostered is just crazy and no communication no nothing yeah that's a, that's know. and that's a hard pill too because you you essentially are in, a, in one of the 11 and then you don't even get the 18 call it's like oh we're going to leave you behind but you have nothing from the from the staff of why i get that yeah so i i mean there's a little communication there and then I think you have to be willing to look at every player as kind of a project and, and you have to invest in those projects as well. You know, develop, developing them, finding a way to put that player into your system. Um, I don't think it can just be like a my way or the highway thing. But like all that being said, like Preki's a great human being. So I think... I. I'm a, I'm an optimist. I think, you know, even with flaws, people are inherently good. And I think, you know, I I do like Precky. Just wouldn't want to play for him. That's fair. What's what's next during this uh, this downtime? This is it, man. Um, Living the life. Uh, yeah. It honestly, it's it's kind of sad that my life hasn't changed that much. Um, I. You know, I'm in school right now and I'm kind of, I, the only thing that changed is that I, I was going to take some online classes while I was playing right now. And now without playing, I'm just still taking classes online, um, training and we'll see. I mean, it's like, that's, it's really hard for, um, probably for a lot of guys, but for me, it's really hard just not like competing in anything. Um, like I, I'm used to, like, I have a group here where I go and play basketball once or twice a week. Um, I play soccer a couple times. Uh, so it's, it's pretty weird not competing in anything. So, so uh, it, what are you um, going to school for? Uh, I'm, uh, I'm just finishing my undergrad for uh, political science. Um, nice. Love it. Yeah. It's. You know, I, I didn't know, I always knew I wanted to play professionally, but I, you know, I just got, I was really interested in the poli-sci class I took at City College, and I was like, I, I really struggle with doing things I'm not good at or I'm not interested in, um, and I was just fascinated by politics. I don't know if it's a field I'd go into, but it's just, it's cool when you go and learn something in school, and then you can go and, like, 
you know, analyze Trump's behavior and actually apply things that you're learning in class to everyday, everyday news. So it's been pretty fun. So how can uh, people keep up to date with what's going on with you? If they wanted to find out if you're going to join the team or if you're going to, if you're going to hang up the boots and, and start a training company or you're going into the poli sci world, <laughs> how, can, how can people uh, keep a track of you on, on the great thing of uh, social media? I'm not very good with social media. I haven't posted anything since, uh, since Charlotte. <laughs> um, I don't know. I've never, I don't know what it is about social media. I don't know how you guys are, but like, I've just never felt like, Oh, this is going to sound depressing. I've never felt like it's important. Like what I'm doing is important enough to post. Um, and I also, I think a little mystery is good too. I was that I'm that way until we we came up with a podcast and now I I tweet often. Yeah, it, you know it's I I've been uh, Peter McGlynn, one of my teammates. He played one year at SAC and we played in college together. He's been he's been pushing me for a while to get a, a Twitter and just so I can say outrageous things. Um, but you know. I, I've made a career of kind of putting my foot in my mouth and saying things I shouldn't. Um, and I, I, I've kind of embraced it cause it's just, I'm kind of an open book. So, you know, if, if people want to ask me things, they can message me and, and you know, I, you may get I, back was, to them. I always get back to people. Um, because I, I don't know where, where these professional soccer players and really any professional athletes I get like the LeBrons who are so busy and they get so many messages, but if you're in the USL and you can't answer a person's question on, on social media, like, come on, like you work two hours a day. Um, so I, if people want to ask me something, they should probably just, what, I don't know what it's called. Just direct message or just DM, yeah, DM, DM on Instagram. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. I, I really appreciate you guys having me on. It was, no it was no, great chatting and I'm, I'm an open book. If you guys ever want to ask me Dude, anything, we, we may, we may have to, uh, we may, we may come back and, uh, knock it on the door to have more conversations. So James, thank you so much for taking the time with us today. We wish you the best of luck with, uh, what is next for you and hope, uh, that we can chat again soon, man. All right. Stay safe. You guys take care. All right. Yeah, cheers, you buddy. Too. Thank you. James. Bye, James. So tonight's rapid fire questions were brought to you by new glory beer. Check them out online at newglorybeer.com where you can get their shelter-in-place special of a $100 deposit for a keg. You can also order all beers online to be delivered in California. Check them out at newglorybeer.com. Today's guest is brought to you by the Mikuni Dreamline. Mikuni is offering $15 off your order of a platter and has now made it easy to order with the Mikuni app. Please make sure Sure to pre-order, stay in your car when you arrive, and they will deliver your meal straight to your car. Visit them today at mikunisushi.com or download their app, available in the App Store. We can also be found um, on Facebook. We have a group called Sack Soccer Fans. Um, that is our Facebook group. It was recently Sacramento Republic fans, but we've since changed it um, to soccer instead of Republic and also our own podcast page, Sacktown FC podcast. Check us out there on Facebook and we can also be found on Twitter and Instagram at Sacktown FC. 
You may also find us. Wait, off- wait, 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 John. Wait. You can't forget about our partners, the California Storm. You can actually follow the California Storm both on Instagram and Twitter at CalStormSoccer. You can also follow them on Facebook under California Storm. And they also have a website under CalStormSoccer.com. So please be sure to check them out, follow them on social media, and you know find out when their season returns so you can go out to Papa Murphy's Park and support them. Any of you are gamers, we can actually also be found on Xbox and PlayStation. On Xbox, we, our gamer tag is SacktownFC. And I'm the one that actually controls that gamer tag. So you would be playing against me. On PlayStation, it's Sacktown underscore FC. John would be owning that tag, or John owns that particular gamer tag. Uh, we usually play FIFA 20, so if any of you are big FIFA 20 players, we invite you to challenge us, play against us. The only thing is we always say that we ask is that you don't rage quit. Other than that, send us a message if you want to play against us or if you want to add us as a friend so we know that you're a listener and we will add you onto our friend list and play against you hopefully sometime whenever our schedules uh, align here. We can also be found on Twitch under FC, which from time to time, we will be playing FIFA games on there. So please be sure to check that out. We will actually be making announcements more ahead of time. So all of you can know when we'll be streaming the next FIFA game. So you'll be able to check it out and you'll be able to see me, most likely me, play online FIFA games, and also play a couple of FIFA Street games with us three on the game because we actually have our own players created on the game. So you'll be able to check that out. We also invite you to check out our website at sacktownfc.com where you'll be able to find all of the episodes we've recorded. You'll also be able to read Seth's Soccer Pools column where he writes about all things soccer-related just all around the world. You can also find out more information about the Squadron, which is our form of supporters group. You'll also be able to contact us on our website. If you have any questions, comments, anything you want to ask us, you can fill out that form and we'll get back to you shortly. Man, Sacramento Soccer, thank you for taking the time to join us today on the number one soccer-specific podcast in Sacramento. We want to give a shout out and a special thanks to James Kiffy for joining us. And to you, our listeners, for taking the time to hear what we have to say. Don't forget, we will be dropping podcasts twice a week. So make sure you have your notifications on, as we know you don't want to miss it. And make sure to subscribe and give us some positive comments. Until next time, cheers, everybody. Thank you, everyone. Have a good day.